Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is individualism creates selfish people and dysfunctional behavior. We have a lot to talk about today. Let's go ahead on and get straight to the point. Now, Western society places great priority on individualism and survival of the fittest. People are socialized, trained, and conditioned to think as individuals. They can only focus on their own personal desires, special needs, and self-interest. They won't do anything to jeopardize or sabotage their own selfish gains. Emphasis is placed on each person fighting to ensure their own survival. They are discouraged from thinking about the needs of others. People are generally rewarded for being individualistic, narcissistic, and selfish. People are not interested in operating in a communal environment or function as a community. The society primarily focuses on materialism, superficiality, commercialism, capitalism, competition, and compensation in order to get external validation. Also, living in a dysfunctional society exposes individuals to negative environmental conditioning, traumatic events, abusive and oppressive behavior, neglect and abandonment, which place the individual at risk for developing some type of pathological disorder. Now, let's talk about some of the characteristics and principles of individualism. Now, what does that look like? Because we could say this word individualism, but most people have no idea what that means. All right. So let's break it down. Let's talk about the characteristics. All right. If a person has a individualistic mindset, they value self-autonomy, independence, personal freedom, privacy, and nonconformity. Now, in the Western world, in a so-called democratic society, I mean, these are the building blocks. People are encouraged to be self-autonomous. They don't need to depend on anybody else for nothing. They want to prize being independent. They want their personal freedom. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's the only thing you're doing, you're not able to extend a hands to other individuals who are in need. You're not able to work within the community. You're not able to think on a collective level that may create a problem, right? You're non-conformist, meaning that you don't want to follow the rules. You don't want to live in harmony with other people. You want to do whatever you want to do when you want to do it, okay? The next Stress on individual right, social privilege, and diversity differences, all right? Now, a lot of people, you know, they don't want to think of collective rights. Like, what's good for one person is good for everybody. You know, they only think about individual right. What is good for them as an individual? Now, the sad part about it, some people could think one thing is great for them, and they want to deny others those same rights, Right? They want social privilege. They want everything to go their way. But they want to deny the group, the collective, those same social privilege. They believe in differences. They don't believe that people should be similar or alike. Now, obviously, all human beings are different. Whether we have different cultures, different colors, different background, different mindset, different status, different ethics, different morality. Of course, we're going to be different. But at the same time, when we think on a collective level, we don't look at our differences. We look at our commonality. What do we have in common? And we choose to focus on what we have in common versus what we have that's different, right? Now, another characteristic of individualism focus on individual self-identity, self-image, and personal presence. A lot of people who are individualistic they focus entirely on their self-identity. They don't see themselves as belonging to a group. They don't identify with the group. They don't have a group identity per se. They have a self-identity. It's me, myself, and I. They, they focus solely on their self-image, how they want to project themselves, how they feel, what they want. They don't think about representing the collective 
and standing up for the collective, being part of that collective image. They don't see it that way. Now, an example could be a person sees themselves as a nationality. I'm an American. So they see themselves, their identities as a group identity. And whatever that image is of an American, that's how they see themselves. Now, this is a national identity. Some people have a racial identity. Some people have an ethnical identity. Those are the people who think in terms of the collective. But the people who are individualistic, they only see themselves as who they are. They don't see themselves as an extension of part of a group. Continuing, emphasis on separation from group, personal distinction and division. They don't really focus on what they have in common with the group. They focus on the differences. Have the survival of the fittest mentality. They think the individual is responsible to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. They don't need anyone to survive. Right? This is the mindset when we're dealing with individualism. Create a culture of greed, envy, and exploitation. View people as objects, property, and capital. Push its self-governance, rejection of authority, promote anarchy, and reinforce disorder. Focus on personal development and growth. It's all about themselves. They want to grow as an individual. They're not trying to put things in place to help other individuals grow or work on a collective agenda to help everyone with that, that circle, whether it be the family circle or the community or the work environment. They only see their own individual personal growth and development. Advocate for self-sufficiency, self-expression, self-reliance, and self-determination. A lot of people will say, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that because everything has to start with the self. But if you start with the self and end with the self and there's no consideration for anybody else, then it becomes a problem. Define themselves based on personal traits, personality, status, wealth, education, and condition. When you ask a person who they are, if they're an individualistic person, they're going to strictly tell you what's relevant to them. Now, a person who's part of the collective will tell you who they are in terms of where they belong, what family they're from, who they're related to, who they're connected to, who they're socializing with. But a person who's very individualistic will strictly just go by themselves. They tell you about themselves as if they live in this world all by themselves. They're not going to include anything about their extended family, their friends, their community. They're, they're very self-centered, okay? Now, individuals have the right to live however they want without regards to others. Now, this is a problem when you have this individualistic mindset. You don't care about nobody else. The only thing that matters in this world is you. That's it. You don't care about nothing else. You believe that you have the right to live however you want. You don't care what damage is being done to the family, what damage is being done to the community, what damage is being done to the group, to the nation. You don't care about that because you're operating from an individualistic mindset. Normalizing being self-centered, selfish, and narcissistic. This is the way of life. Lacking empathy, compassion, and support. People who are individualistic, they ain't trying to understand how another person may feel. They're not trying to put themselves in nobody else's shoe. They're just thinking about themselves. Deal with isolation, withdrawal, and loneliness. Now, this becomes normalized. A person who practices individualism, they expect to be isolated. They expect to withdraw from others. And they expect loneliness to be part of their lifestyle. Because that's the price they pay for being self-centered. Comparing self to others and being judgmental. We hear these people say this all the time. Well, I did this. You can do that. And they're not taking into consideration individual differences. They always tend to think that, hey, because I did it, you should be able to do it. Not realizing that there are differences in individuals. And that we need collective support as individuals in order to be able to accomplish certain things. Somehow they think that whatever they did, they did it on their own. Not understanding that they're standing on somebody's back, so to speak. Meaning that somebody had to pave the way before them in order for it to be possible for them to be who they are to do what it is that they're doing. 
So they tend to be very judgmental and critical of others. Being competitive, ambitious, and divisive. People who are individualistic, they love to compete because this is all they know. They feel like they always have to outdo somebody. They always have to compare themselves to other people. They have to come in and try to outdo people, outshine, outearn, outperform. They're very divisive. They come in to just cause confusion and division. Support hedonistic values. It's all about self-pleasure, self-fulfillment and comfort. People who are individualistic, it's all about having fun for themselves, all about getting themselves in a happy place. They're not caring about anybody else. Admire people who has a unique personality and distinctive talent that distinguishes them from the group. Anything that involves individualism or individuality, they usually admire, honor, and praise it. Okay? They're not going to admire a group personality that, oh, these people have this particular trait. They're not focusing on group. They're not focusing on collective. They usually focus on individuals. Celebrate individuals who accomplish goals as influencers, high achievers, and heroes. Again, the focus is on individual accomplishment, not collective. Idolize individuals who are rebellious and defiant, troublemakers, rebels, misfits, misfits, and crazy people. This is the world that we're living in right now. Nowadays, people are doing whatever they want to do. They don't care. And this is the individualistic mindset. They don't care about what happens to other people, especially due to their behavior. They, they honor and idolize people who are just creating havoc on this planet. People who are destructive, abusive, conniving, manipulating. This is who they honor. Let's look at the world that we're living in right now. We can literally see this happening right in front of our eyes. People say they want to do this. They want to live their own truth. And meaning that they want to fulfill their own dreams and their fantasies. That's what they want to do. They don't care how that particular behavior impact other people especially if it's going to negatively impact other people they just don't care and unfortunately we have governments who are sanctioning these type of individualistic pursuits governments are passing laws to enable these individualistic people to create chaos and disorder and destructure They're willing to dismantle society overall by removing the moral fabric that we have. The social fabric that we have. They want to get rid of it. Why? Because individuals want to do what they want to do. They discourage relationships, building partnerships, achieving unity and cohesiveness. These are the people who are individualistic. They don't want to build no relationship. They don't want to create partnerships and collaborations. They don't want to work together to foster unity and harmony and love. They don't know anything about that. They just want to have fun and do whatever they want to do. And they don't want to be held accountable as anything goes. And we see a lot of these people in this world, right? Now, let's go ahead on and talk about the characteristic of the collective mindset so we can see the difference. All right, a person who is adhering to the collective mindset or collectivism, you know, they value personal interdependency and collective effort. This is what they value. They don't just live for themselves. They live to make sure that society exists because one person cannot exist alone. We all are interdependent in one way or the other. We all have to make a collective effort to work together to have a harmonious lifestyle. They avoid group conflict, problems, and division. A person who practice collectivism, they're all about group togetherness. They're all about creating partnerships. They're all about solving problems. They want cohesiveness. They see themselves connected to other people. They have society's well-being in mind. That's the goal. They want society's well-being, a family well-being, the community well-being. They define themselves based on group membership. 
They don't just have an individual identity. They also have a group identity. The goal is to maintain social harmony, getting along and social connections. Group responsibility and accountability is not just about them. Working together, helping each other, and providing support. The emphasis is placed placed on self-sacrificing, generosity, reciprocity, and the betterment of the group. Now, this is the collective mindset. We have to look at that and understand that and we see the difference, right? Now, let's go into individualistic people, how they tend to behave. Let's look at the behavior. Let's give some examples. Let's give some examples of how individualistic people behave. Now, refuse to intervene in a personal conflict and problem in order to prevent a negative incident from happening, especially if they're not getting anything out of it. These people will not get involved in nothing if they're not getting something out of it. They see that as none of their business. It's not my problem. Sometimes they'll see a domestic violence incident. We're not talking about a stranger. It could be they could see their brothers fighting or their sister fighting. They're not going to get involved because they're not getting nothing out of it. They can see a husband and wife fighting. Someone that they know. It could be a family member or a friend. A co-worker. A neighbor. They're not going to get involved. Now getting involved could be simply just calling the police. Getting involved could simply could be calling an ambulance. Getting involved could simply mean that you give somebody a phone number when the other partner's not looking. Offering them some type of assistance without placing yourself in danger. They're not going to do that. Why? Because they're selfish. If they see somebody being bullied, somebody being stalked, somebody being harassed, robbed, assaulted, or killed, even though they could intervene without putting themselves in harm's way, they're not going to do it. Why? Because they're selfish and they have the individualistic mindset. Right? Continuing. Don't get involved to help mediate or resolve an issue between individuals they know and care about when they are in a position to make a positive difference. They can use the knowledge, experience, and resource available to them to make things better. These people are so selfish, they're not going to do it. They're not going to help anybody, right? Continuing, take a neutral stance when they can take a particular position and don't take size that requires work on their behalf. All right, I'm going to say that again. These selfish people are going to take a neutral stance. They're going to act like, hey, you know what? I'm not for her. I'm not for him. You know, even when they know that they should be taking a particular side. But because it's going to require them to work, it's going to require them to get involved and they're not getting nothing out of it. So they're going to play that neutral stance. Well, that's none of my business. I ain't got nothing to do with that. They don't want to exert any extra energy. They want to put forth the effort or invest their time to promote a positive cause. They believe it's easier to be neutral And it's the path of least least resistance because they're not benefiting directly from the situation. We have a lot of people who just don't care. This is the individualistic mindset. They don't want to voice their personal and professional opinion, share facts and truths, life experience and perspective when it will provide clarity during a conversation because it's not serving their personal interests. Very self-centered. Don't want to interfere with the status quo or popular belief because they don't want to be disliked, rejected, cut off, or deprived of something that's important to them. This is a very individualistic person. Constantly being in a competitive state with others to secure more wealth, power, money, status, position, and materialistic things to increase their network, which is based on how much they possess. They see others as competition. 
They see others as competitors or someone who have to, they have to defeat in order to stay on top. That's that doggy dog individualistic mindset. They avoid opportunities to experience real emotional intimacy or connection with others. They keep everyone at a distance and prevent building healthy relationships or partnerships. They perceive relationship as a problem because they are very selfish and self-serving. They're unwilling to practice empathy, generosity, and reciprocity. That's that individualistic mindset. They're unwilling to challenge anything that takes away other people's rights and privilege as long as it doesn't threaten their own personal freedom. It's perfectly fine in their minds for others to be deprived of something as long as it doesn't happen to them. That's that selfish mindset. They're not going to help people in unfortunate circumstances because it's not dealing with them in any way. They believe everyone is responsible for their own success and failure. That's that individualistic mindset. Let's do one more. They're they're always making excuses for the bad behavior or dysfunctional ways of others because they refuse to see these same negative ways within themselves. They minimize the pain, hurt, or suffering of others because they don't want to show empathy or compassion. Basically, they don't want to take action. Anytime work is required on their part to do something to help somebody else, guess what? They're not going to do it because they don't want to help other people because they're very individualistic, right? Continuing. A society that is based on individualism usually creates the condition that makes it possible and permissible for people to develop some psychological dysfunctions or disorders. An individual's mentality and personality are shaped by their culture, belief, and values. When a society places high emphasis on individualism and rejects the collective to focus only on their own needs while completely ignoring others. They use more self-centered language like I, me, and myself to exclude others. This is not just an occasional issue, but something that is long-term and pragmatic, problematic for everyone. Let's look at some of the dysfunctional behaviors that are created by this individualistic mindset. Let's look at the mental disorders that are created. Now, let's focus on the narcissistic personality. Okay. Now, this is a person who suffers from this condition called narcissism. Now, this condition is something that is unfortunately very common in societies that practice individualism. Now, a lot of people may not know that they have this problem. They have no idea that they are narcissistic. Now, let's talk about the different characteristic of a, of a narcissistic person, of a narcissistic personality. Now, they're self-centered and extremely selfish. Superficial, vain and shallow. Inflated self-image and egotistical, self-glorifying. Delusional of grandeur, delusions of grandeur. They believe that they are somehow superior, special, or better than others. They think that they are star and they have a sense of superiority. They're arrogant, conceited, and cocky. They like to brag a lot and make themselves look important, exaggerate their accomplishments, or they just lie about it. They're preoccupied with power, control, materialism, success, and wealth. They're antisocial, sadistic, and disregard the right of others. They tend to be overwhelmed, overwhelming, demanding, aggressive, hostile, intimidating. They monopolize conversation and they're constantly being domineering or intimidating. They ignore what other people say. They believe they deserve the best of everything, even though they don't do anything to get it and they don't earn it. Blame others for their problems, their demanding sense of entitlement, 
expects special favors and special recognition. Excessive need for admiration and adoration, they want to be the center of attention. Lack of empathy and no consideration and sympathy for others. Unreasonable and unrealistic expectation of others. Coldness and detached. Take advantage, exploit, use, and abuse others without any guilt or shame. Now, these are the characteristics of a narcissistic person. Now, how does this affect other people? Because people can be bad or dysfunctional or they have some type of mental problem. But how does that affect other people? Because we live in a an environment, in a social environment. And we're not an island. So we we just don't stay in a bottle and whatever we do is contained. No, whatever we do as individuals definitely has a direct or indirect impact on everybody else. Now, people with disorder, what happens? What happens to them? Obviously, they have low self-esteem. They're working hard to overcompensate for their low self-esteem. They tend to act overconfident or arrogant to make up for what they lack or cover up their weakness and negative traits. Right? This is what happens to a person who is a narcissist. They have difficulty managing their emotions and behavior. They can't deal with stress and problems. You know, they have a hard time adapting to change. Feeling of insecurity, shame, and humiliation. They know something is wrong with them, even though they don't admit it to other people. They need to be in control of everything. They see people as characters, not as a real person with their own mind. They have anger and rage problems. Chronic anxiety and feeling of doom that project and transfer negativity on others. Problems with personal relationships and they lack good interpersonal skills. They can't relate or connect with other people. Inability to effectively communicate. They got a problem communicating. Fear true intimacy and being vulnerable. Resistant to changing negative behavior. Fear rejection and they ridicule. They fear being rejected or ridiculed. Fear... Their fears are buried and repressed. They have a lot of fears. Fear of abandonment and betrayal. They live in imaginary world or fantasy. They try to be a perfectionist. The need for everything and everybody to be perfect. Feeling disappointed, dissatisfied, miserable, and depressed. Lack of responsibility and accountability. Lack of boundaries. They believe they can do whatever they want and everything belongs to them. Or they should have access to everything. People are seen as pawns to be played for their own game. They don't care if other people are bothered or other people experience inconvenience or even traumatized because of them. They don't care. Believe everyone should feel or think the same way they do. Perceive everything as a threat and in a state of paranoia. They can be paranoid or they're hypervigilant. They're always looking over their shoulders. Maybe because they know what they've done to other people. Lack ability to interpret body language and read emotions. They can only see themselves. Make their own decision based on how they feel about something. Look outside themselves for solution. These are all the negative things that these people experience who are narcissists. They only can deal with one perspective at a time, which is only their own, while ignoring or negating other people's perspective. They take credit for good outcomes and results while blaming others for negative outcomes, even if it was their fault. Go to extremes between being a hero and a victim. Claim nobody understands them while pretending to be someone's savior can accept constructive criticism or critical feedback, feel like it's a personal attack or challenge, can be very cruel, defiant, and mean. Don't let others get attention, credit, and acknowledgement due to their jealousy and insecurity. They don't want to share the limelight. They have to have all the attention to themselves. They're always needy, want other people's attention, unconditional love, and unreasonable support. Love bombing to get what they want. How do you love bomb? They hit you with the charm, the compliments, the attention, the gift, the time, and sweetness. They give you all of that to get your attention, to gain your loyalty, and all of a sudden, they take it back, right? And now you have to beg and perform 
according to their expectations in order for you to get that love back, which is not love at all. Okay, it's just nothing but a show, but an act. Devalue and discard people when they don't get what they want. They're quick to discard you and put you down and make you feel bad. They know how to pretend, be fake, or put on a show, provoke different emotions, guilt, shame, and sorrow. They know how to play the part to get what they want. Keep people with low self-esteem around them in order to use them for what is needed and for them to be used as servants. Don't care about other people's needs, but it's all about meeting their needs. Force people to take on their problems and rescue or save them. They impose themselves on others. Now, we're just talking about a narcissistic person. A narcissistic person is the child of an individualistic mindset. All right, so we see what we get. Now, everything I just read is completely dysfunctional. It's completely toxic behavior. Why would anybody want to be that? But this is a product of a individualistic mindset, an individualistic state of mind, right? This is what individualism produced, narcissistic people, right? Now let's look at another pathology, another psychological disorder that's produced by that individualistic mindset. Antisocial behavior. All right. Now, these individuals who are considered to be antisocial have no regards for being morally correct. They don't know nothing about being righteous, thoughtful, and considerate. They don't know anything about that. They have no problems violating other people's boundaries and hurting them. They can possess the following behavioral traits. Now, if somebody say you're antisocial, really you're anti-people. You're anti-collective, you're anti-community, you're anti-family, you're anti-life because the family promotes life. The community promotes life. And if you're anti-social, that means that you're not trying to deal with people. You're completely dysfunctional and toxic. Let's look at some of these behavioral traits. Of an antisocial personality. And this is the byproduct, again, of, a, of an individualistic mindset. Now, problem or trouble childhood. Now, most people are antisocial. They come from a dysfunctional background. Maybe they were exposed to trauma as a child, domestic violence, abuse, and neglect. This is how they learn to be anti-people because they were not given that love, that nurturing, that guidance, that support they needed from their family, from their parents. And because they didn't receive it, they don't know how to deal with life. They don't know how to give something that they never received, they never got. You can't expect someone to give you something that they never had. Right, so you're anti-social, you're anti-family, you're anti-life, you're anti-social because you were rejected, you were abandoned, you were traumatized, you were hurt, and this is what produces this dysfunctional mindset. Now, these people are anti-social or with anti-social personality. They lack any remorse or guilt. They can do anything. They have no guilt or remorse. They're completely detached or disconnected from the consequences of their actions. Being indifferent or acting like they don't care about nothing or no one. Engage in dangerous, risky, and illegal activity. Disrespectful, rude, and lack of concern for others. Not conforming to social rules and obeying any laws. They want to live by their own rules. They have problem with authority. Lack self-discipline and they have poor impulse control. Engage in substance abuse and other addictive behavior. They engage in toxic and dysfunctional relationship with others. Disregard the safety of others and deliberately put them in danger or harm. Destruction of property. They commit crimes such as robbery and theft. They have no problem taking from others, causing other pain and suffering. They frequently engage in deceptive and manipulative acts. That's what they do. They're violent. 
or they have violent outbursts. They can be intimidating and hostile to others. So we have the narcissist and now we have the anti-social personality. Now this is something that we really need to look at. These are the things that are being created by a society that have that individualistic mindset. Now, so far, nothing good is coming out of individualistic mindset. Now, we just saw the narcissist coming out of individualistic mindset. Now, we just saw the antisocial coming out of individualistic mindset. That's nothing good. All right. Now, let's go to the other one. Psychopath. Psychopath. Now, this is something else that's produced by individualistic mindset. And that's psychopath. Let's find out what is a psychopath. People who are classified as a psychopath usually are without any conscience, possess no positive morality, and display extreme narcissism. These are some of the behavior traits they have. Let's break it down. Let's find out what's going on with these psychopaths. Experience some type of severe past traumatic experience. Again, extreme abuse, maltreatment, insecure attachment, adverse dysfunctional parenting, emotional neglect and deprivation, rejection and abandonment, lack of love, affection and attention. Now this is what that individualism will produce. If a child is exposed to this, if a child is brought up by parents who are very individualistic, They have this individualistic mindset. They don't care about their children. They don't care about the family. They don't care about the community. They want to do what they want to do. What will happen? They will tend to neglect their own children. They will feel no sense of attachment or connection with their own child. Therefore, depriving them of their basic human needs. Creating a psychopath. Now, psychopaths definitely engage in antisocial behavior. They will be violent and aggressive You know, they'll have violence and aggressive tendencies. Most likely they have juvenile delinquency in their background. They were violent as young adults or children. They probably engage in drug use or abuse, vandalism, vandalized property, and bullying. They were irresponsible and untrustworthy. Pathological liars. They tell lies to get what they want and to defend themselves. Engage in criminal behavior. Disregard the law and rules. Do whatever they want. Shallow effect. They're callous and unemotional, show no genuine feelings, may pretend to have emotions just to get what they want. Usually they display anger, sadness, love and passion is something that they really don't display unless they're pretending to have love and passion. All that is to get what they want. They don't feel genuine love or passion. Like guilt and remorse, superficially charming but lack any substance. They can compliment people, say you're pretty or give you things, but it's not genuine. It's only to get what they want. Need emotional stimulation. They seek excitement and thrills. They live a parasitic lifestyle. They take advantage of others, especially other people who are kind and just nice. They tend to be promiscuous. They have no sexual boundaries. They do anything chronic cheaters, and engage in sexual perversion. Sex doesn't involve any emotions, but just a physical experience to get what they want. Right? That's sexuality for them. Something that is fun. Something that's exciting. Something that is erotic. It's not something that is intimate. Something that is affectionate, something that is loving or connecting. They don't see sex as something positive. They they see sex as something to just get what they want, right? They can be impulsive. They don't think of the consequences and risks. They act based on their feelings. That's it. Immediate gratification. They focus on getting what they want and what they think feels good. So we got to look at that. This is psychotic people, psychopaths. We do live in a society where there's a lot of psychopaths. They walking around here demanding things that they want what they want. And they want everybody in society to conform. They want everybody to bow down to them. We have a lot of psychopaths walking around here telling the collective that they have to put up with whatever it is that they dish out. Telling that collective that they can just come and just disrupt society. Just create chaos and disorder. 
just be in an anarchic state, just just create pure anarchy, just destroy every social structure that we have. And unfortunately, the government is pre- pretty much backing these psychopaths, these people who are antisocial, and these people who are narcissistic. The government is making it okay for them to be that way. About 20 years ago, I mean, this would be complete nonsense. Nobody would be listening to a narcissist. Nobody would be listening to a psychopath. Nobody would be listening to an antisocial person. But now, these people are the ones running the show. These people are the ones who are dictating what everybody else get to do. And everybody have to tiptoe around them while they just create hell here on this planet. All right, so let's talk about some other things right now. Now, these individualistic and selfish people tend to repeat the following phrase. Let's talk about the things that they tend to repeat. Let's talk about it. Now, this is what they say. A lot of these narcissistic people, antisocial personality, and these psychopaths, this is what they say. It's none of my business what other people do as long as it doesn't hurt me. Yes, this statement can be true. However, some behaviors that people display can and will eventually have an impact on others. Just because it's not personally affecting one person doesn't mean it's not a problem for another person. If everyone is looking the other way and not addressing this issue, in the short or long term, This will create a serious problem and cause massive suffering. Domestic violence is an example where most people don't get involved because it's not directly and personally affecting them. However, when a family, community, and society tolerates this type of violence, it creates a chain reaction that eventually affects everyone at one level or another. Another example is oppression and discrimination. When a society tolerates any type of oppression, at some point, everyone will be at risk of being victimized because it's an acceptable behavior. Okay, now we have a bunch of people who are claiming to be victims when they're not. We have people who are falsifying their victim status. Now, they consider themselves victim because they're not getting what they want. And what they want is dysfunctional. What they want is antisocial. What they want is destructive. They they walking around here call themselves victim. I'm a victim. You're discriminating against me. You're oppressing me. Why? It's not based on a true victimhood. These are the people that just want to do what they want to do. And they don't care about the rest of society. We're not talking about these people who are false victims. Right. Continuing. Now, everyone, this is what these individualistic, selfish people say. Now, everyone has the right to do whatever they want and no one should stop them. That's what they say. Now, yes, we do have social rights to engage in some activities. However, certain actions are morally wrong and offensive to the collective. Now, these actions may cause physical problems and they may traumatize other people. So it's imperative to control, restrict, and stop these behaviors because the consequences, right? Now, people want to smoke, okay? But secondhand smoking can kill people. It can cause people to develop cancer, all type of respiratory problems, and other medical problems. Now, just because a person want to do something and it's their right to do it doesn't mean they should do it because it is going to have an impact on other people. Now, substance abuse. People say, hey, it's my body. I could take drugs and I could do what I want. But guess what? You could take drugs. But if you're going to react in a negative way, you're going to be erratic or you're going to be, you know, uh, criminal minded when you are under the influence of drugs. You're going to drive a car that's going to place other people's life in danger. You're going to fly a plane that's going to harm other people if you make a mistake. Those things should be controlled. All right? It should be controlled. Committing a crime. You have to have laws. People can't just get up and do whatever they want because a lot of people won't think of the collective. They're not going to think of the group's interest. They're going to think of their own, especially if they're individualistic. Being promiscuous. 
We say it's all right. People can just go have sex with whoever they want. But, you know, there are things that happen when people do that. Consequences. Practicing infidelity. Being dishonest and disrespectful. Every negative thing, there's a negative reaction or consequence. So we can't just let everybody do whatever they want to do because they want to do it. Because we got to think of how that's going to affect society as a whole. It's not just about how you feel. It's not just about how you want your life to be. It's not about what you want only. You got to think about other people. And that's the problem. That's the reason why we have to have laws and and order and structure. Because people are very individualistic. They're not going to be considerate. They're not going to be thoughtful. They're not going to think of the well-being of others. So we have to have laws to restrict these people. Because they're not going to do the right thing. Right? Now another thing they say. People can say whatever they want. And it shouldn't be censored. Yes. We can have the freedom and we do have the freedom of speech to express ourselves in certain ways. However, there's some type of restriction and boundaries that have to be set into place. All right. We have to be able to respect and follow some boundaries if we want to maintain social stability, harmony and peace. We can't just go around saying everything that we want. If we tolerate verbal expression that promotes hatred, chaos, violence, destruction, perversion, and negativity, there are going to be consequences which will destabilize and destroy the community. If we let these individualistic people go around and just do whatever the heck they want, we're going to destabilize and destroy our community. And this is a universal thing. This is a global thing. This this is relevant to everybody. We can't just let one group do it and then try to censor another group. I mean, there's a certain amount of censorship that needs to be taken. Because people now are taking it extreme. They want to promote all negativity. Now, if you're doing positivity, nobody has to censor you. But if you're promoting and you know, and you're pushing and you're condoning all type of negativity, you should be censored. Why should you subject the rest of society to your madness? If you are a narcissist, why should we let you terrorize society? If you are a psychopath, why should we let you terrorize society? If you're antisocial, why should we let you terrorize society? Because now you want to identify as this and you want to identify as that. We got to just let you do what the heck you want to do. And we all as a society have to suffer the consequences when we have total chaos and destabilization. That don't make no sense. Let's continue. Another thing that these sick people say, people can do whatever they feel at the moment. Oh, this is my truth. This is something that I want to do. That's what I want to feel. Yeah, you can feel all that. Okay? Yes, we can have the right to act out some of our feelings or emotions. However, we do have established societal moral codes. We have principles and values to follow in order to maintain some type of order in our community. Feelings are subjective and personal. Each individual is experiencing their own emotions, which can be used to justify taking certain actions. These emotions can be based on logic or they could be illogical. We can't let our feelings dictate our behavior without thinking of the consequences. An example, we can't tolerate someone killing, injuring, or hurting others because they feel like it because it's because of their anger, rage, fear, insecurity, or jealousy. We can't, we can't let that happen. We can't say, oh, because you feel that way, you can do whatever you want. We can't do that. People can decide to pretend to be an animal because they feel like it. You know, we can't say just because you you feel like an animal, it's okay for you to act like an animal. It's okay for you to marry an animal. We can't say that. 
We have to have boundaries. We have to have limitations. We have to have restrictions. Anything that is against the greater good of society, anything that is detrimental to the well-being of the collective, we have to say no. Just give an example. A lot of people call themselves animal lovers, literally animal lovers, meaning that they find it okay for them to engage in sexual activity with their animals. That's not okay. They find it okay now to say they want to marry their animals. This is crazy. This is madness. Now they say they're in love with their animals. I mean, this is complete madness. We cannot tolerate that. There has to be a moral code. Another example, we can't let parents abuse and neglect their children because they feel like it. Oh, I feel like it. That's my child. I own that child. That's my property. That child came out of me. That child belonged to me. We can't let parents do that. We have to have moral codes in place to protect children from abusive parents. Okay, now we can't tolerate men raping and sexually assaulting women because they feel like it. That's that individual mindset. I could do it. Why? Because I feel like it. We can't tolerate poor people robbing and stealing just because they feel like it. Even though they're hungry, it's justifiable. Yeah, I stole this because I'm hungry. But we still have to have rules in place to prevent these things from happening. We have to help these poor people get food so they won't have to result to stealing and robbing. We have to have boundaries. All right? We can't provide opportunity for people to become addicted to drugs and alcohol because they feel like it. We know we're permitting biological males and females to have so-called sex changes and switch gender roles because they feel like it. This is crazy. This is crazy. Just because a man feels like he wants to be a woman. Because he wants to take on the role of a woman. He wants to take on the identity of a woman. He wants to pretend to be a woman and take on the mannerism of a woman. We want to say it's okay. Just because they feel like it don't mean that we got to let them do it. Because there's consequences. There's role confusion. Now there's massive deception and manipulation. When we meet someone who's taken on that role... And they're not that biological person. It creates a problem. Because now we don't know who's who. We have a lot of confusion in the society. We cannot allow women to feel like being men. And take on the identity of a man. Or the role of a man. Or the manners of a man. Because when a biological female meets that woman. Who's pretending to be a male. It's going to be some confusion involved. Right? So we cannot allow these things to happen. All right? Another thing, we're allowing children to make permanent adult decisions because they feel like it, even though they lack the mental and emotional maturity. We need to have order and structure in order to have a healthy family which produces healthy communities. Healthy communities. Healthy communities produce stability. Any principle, ideology, mentality, system, or program that threatens the family structure should not be tolerated. That's just the bottom line. Again, when you're thinking as an individual, anything goes. You're not thinking about how your choice is going to affect the rest of the community, the rest of the family. Whether it's locally or globally. There's a chain reaction. It's a domino effect that's taking place. We can't just think as individuals. Because if we do, we're going to create selfishness and dysfunctional behavior. This is nothing personal. And that's the problem. Everything has become personal. We got to depersonalize it and think about the collective Because as a human race, we're not going to survive as one person. After a hundred years, that's it. You're gone. Who's going to replace you? Who's going to replenish that population that died out? 
who's going to continue the legacy of the human race. If we eliminate everybody and everybody just do whatever the heck they want to do, who's going to maintain that order and structure to continue the human race? Let's do one more. Some people deserve special privilege while others shouldn't have it. All right. Now, this is what they say. Now, yes, some people may earn some benefits and are entitled to have it. However, these people tend to deny others advantages because they're not part of their group. They have a double standard and are hypocrites. An example, the law is created for everyone, but is only enforced for certain people. Some people have a sense of entitlement, but criticize others who do the same. They hold others accountable, but don't hold themselves accountable. They don't forgive others, but expect others to forgive them. They don't want to be judged, but they judge others. They make mistakes, but don't expect others to make mistakes. They're selfish, but expect others to be selfless. They're not giving, but expect everyone else to give them. Okay, We have individuals who have this double standard. Like, it's okay. For them to get whatever they want. It's okay for them to do whatever they want to do. It's okay for them to just create massive confusion, chaos, and anarchy. And nobody's supposed to say anything. Nobody's supposed to say anything. This is the sick mindset of being an individualistic person. Now, I just wanted to show how people who practice individualism can definitely become totally dysfunctional and unstable and unhealthy. Now, if something causes that much problem, why should we promote this? Why should we condone this type of mindset? Why should we? If we do, we're basically setting ourselves up for failure. We're setting ourselves up for complete annihilation as a human race. We cannot exist as individuals. We can only exist as the collective. Now, I'm not saying that we don't have individual personalities. We don't have individual needs. We don't have individual ways. I'm not saying for us, for the individualism not to be acknowledged. All right. All I'm saying is that we have to have individualism and we also have to have collectivism. We can't just have one and don't have the other. There has to be a balance. We have to be able to acknowledge individuals and their individual need. And we also have to be able to acknowledge the collective group and the collective needs. And there's no way that we could have one and not have the other. Unfortunately, we do live in a world now, specifically under Western domination. It's all about individualism. And we can look at Western culture and Western values and we can see how everything is deteriorating. It's self-evident. We can look all around us. We can see the high rates of suicide. People are literally killing themselves because they're not happy. We can see the high rate of poverty in a country or countries that are technically advanced, that have the means, the resources to provide for everyone. But yet we have the majority of people who are suffering in poverty, the majority of people who are deprived. We have high rates of alcoholism and drug addiction in a society where people are promoting individualism. We have high rate of child abuse. High rate of children committing suicide. We have a high rate of mental health problems and diseases. High rate of medical problems such as cancer and all type of diseases. So obviously individualism is not working. Individualism is not working. Obviously it's self-evident. All you have to do is look around the society. We have all this technology, we have all this information, all this resource, all this money, but yet everybody is miserable. Everybody is dysfunctional. Everybody is sick. Everybody's insane. Everybody's going mad. So obviously we need to go head on and we need to find out what we're doing wrong. And one of the main things is that we're practicing individualism. We need to go back and change things and we need to be more collective, be more mindful. Be more inclusive. 
helping everyone get on board, getting everybody to be healthy, to practice holistic living, to be connected, everybody to be able to work together. All right. So let's just go ahead on and focus on collective survival, collective stability, collective empowerment. Thank you.